Welcome back to the Cowboy Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Sharp, joined, as always, by co-host and FFA advisor, Chad Waldron. Uh, good to be here again, Justin. I'm glad to see you're back on the air and back with the podcast. I'm excited to hear the interview and see what's going on this summer and what our plans are for the fall. Yeah, glad to be back. And today, we're joined by a special guest, uh, new to North Lake High School, and that is Mr. Williams, new principal. Uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Mr. Waldron. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, super excited for the opportunity. And um, yeah, I mean, things are, it's awesome. Yeah, so it is great to be back. We kind of took a break there for a few reasons, mainly just kind of we were all busy and didn't know how to quite deal with the pandemic and everything being locked down. But I think from now on, we're going to try to kind of get it back together. So uh, let's just go ahead and, well, first, do you have any announcements, Mr. Walder, about things kind of just going on in general? I think that we're going to do another podcast at the end of the week dealing with FAIR and some, some uh, specifically FFA issues. So I'll save a lot of those announcements until the next podcast. Okay, that's probably a good idea because there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, Mr. Williams, if you would, we'll go ahead and get into our conversation and interview with you. Would you just go ahead and kind of introduce yourself, give a you know brief history on what, where you've been, what you've done, just kind of full-on introduce yourself to the podcast? Well, yeah, my name is Jeremy Williams, and I'm the new Principal and Special Education Director here at North Lake. Um, this is going to be year 19, I believe, in education. Uh, Ten of those as a classroom teacher, uh, seven as a administrator and two years as an instructional assistant. So I've been all, you know, all the various levels of education, all the different jobs that you can do. Uh, most recently I was at Winston Dillard as an elementary principal and then also a high school principal and athletic director. Uh, but I also worked at Camas Valley, who a little familiar to North Lake. In fact, I'm bringing a North a Camas Valley football player over with me. So nice. hopefully we can, uh, you know, get him involved in some things. I, I hope we are playing football. I saw that uh, Washington State has decided they're going to go spring football, but Oregon's oh, really? not made that decision huh. yet. Oregon's um, OSAA's executive board is meeting today. They met yesterday and they met Monday, and they might have some guidance for us. But Washington has moved to the spring. California has delayed things. Texas, of all places, has delayed their football. Wow. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that we can get some sports in. But, you know, who knows? But, yeah, I just... You know, it is great to be here. This is super exciting for me. So I do laugh. Justin, Mr. Williams says he feels like he's getting a second interview for this job. So second interview. Yeah. So the the, the, uh, the outline you made, Yeah, the outline you made today is is pretty tough questions to answer. I'm glad I'm not having to to, to be the guy on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of came in at an interesting time. Not only, I mean, the pandemic's a big enough thing, but also we're remodeling the school. So how's that been kind of coming in in a transition phase? Well, it's been interesting um, trying to find a workspace because, well, right now they're tearing carpets out of the office and they're moving the principal's office over behind the library and they're building some stuff in there. And so it's just trying to find a place to set a computer up and work. But it's super exciting to watch all the new construction going on, um, watch the inside of the building change and the outside, the new gym, the new annex. I mean, it's, it's exciting stuff. You know, it, you know, it's a great time to be coming in to uh, North Lake. Yeah, so another question I have is out of all the places in Oregon, or even you know, on the West Coast or the nation, quite frankly, why North Lake? Um, this is a place I've always loved. Well, I always, at least the last 15 years. I've been trying to get my wife to move out here for a while. Um, we used to hunt the Polina unit out there, you know, around China Hat and that area. Um, 
I'm not a big fisherman, but family is. We Silver Lake. Uh, I mean, Duncan Reservoir out there, out of Silver Lake, Thompson Reservoir, we've been around. It's just one of those things when you come to some place, it feels right. And this place has always felt like some place I wanted to be. For me, this is a destination job, not a, you know, not a stepping stone or anything. This is where I want to be. And when the opportunity came up and I was offered the position, I couldn't accept fast enough. And so why here? You know, it's just one of those places, it's a feel. You know, you feel... And everything since we've been here, we moved over here. We're living over in CV right now. I mean, everything's been awesome. It just everything's fallen into place, which is pretty good to hear because I've had problems with that's kind of North Lake's issue. Is a lot of people just come to have a stepping stone and then leave. Yeah, well, I thought you were coming here for the uh, the great weather. It's green all year round. <laughs> it never gets too cold or too hot. We never have wind. That's why I thought you were coming to North yeah. Lake. Well, coming from Southern Oregon, it rains a lot, and I'm really not a rain guy. I it, I, I don't like rain. I don't like mud. Um, I can deal with cold. I can deal with hot. I just don't like the rain, so this is a great spot, you know, for that. How do you feel about sand then? Oh, it doesn't bother me. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like riding in it very much because yeah. it gets everywhere, but you know, I can deal with a little bit of sand every so often. I, I do understand the comment about a good feel. I think that's why I decided to come out and why I stayed. I think it is a great place to live, great place to work great place to raise kids so I do understand that comment well didn't we actually didn't the school like weren't we up on a list pretty high out of the best places to work in 1a schools or something last year yeah we uh, we always get a pretty good report card yeah. on that it's uh, the, the school itself is we're we're very spoiled in this community having yeah. a school and after the the bond goes through and we see what we're gonna have next year it's gonna be pretty phenomenal I yep. think well, it was important to me to come to a, my next job to be someplace where the community supports the school because coming from the community in Winston, where I was at, um, the community didn't support the school real well and the facilities were poor and it, it was just a, it wasn't a great place to be and that was important to me to come here and it's obvious here that the community cares. Yeah, well, I think that's a lot of our thing is the school kind of is the community. You know, everybody meets in the middle because, I mean... With three communities, it's kind of hard to have one place to meet. I mean, you have a community hall in Christmas yep. Valley and Silver Lake, but it's not for everybody, and the school does a great job of bridging that gap. Yep. So I guess more directly, how are you going to handle moving into this new job amidst all the changes that we're going through, not only with construction, but now back to COVID-19? Well, I was fortunate enough. I mean, it wasn't awesome the way that school year ended last year with distance learning, but it yeah. allowed me to come, even though to finish my other job over there. I was able to be here a couple of times in May and a couple of times in June, just come in, meet staff, and kind of get my feet wet. So when I came here full time, I was prepared for what was going on. And uh, Ms. Bierman and I have been talking a lot. We've been in constant contact about the plan for the rest of the year and what it's going to look like. And so that, that's been huge, is to get that, get my feet under me and get the lay of the land before coming in. And so it just, for me, it's going to be listening and doing the best job that I can for the community, for the students. Yep. So I guess you could probably see that as almost a silver lining, is even though you had such the mess that happened last spring with distance learning and trying to figure out how to coordinate schools with shutdowns, you, I mean, you still got to come here and kind of get uh, introduced a little bit before... September yeah. and that that was huge and meet some of the community people meet the staff especially knowing that we're going to have to but also knowing that the things that didn't go well last year we're going to adjust and fix those for next year yeah so do you have any goals say for the first I mean just two days is a pretty small number but just for that first little stint there when school actually does get fired up meet as many people as I can yep obviously um, establish myself as a president so let them know that I am here that I'm around that I'm visible 
and, and you know, start trying to get to know people. And that's what, you know, small schools are a passion for me. It's where I want to be. And it's huge because coming from a small school, you know everybody, you know every student. And even though I won't be working necessarily with elementary, I know that K-12, eventually we're going to get to know just about everybody. And, you know, that, that's just, that's huge. That's important. Yep, which is good because, you know, good to know your constituency. Um, so how, it's going to be tough. So what, do, what's the game plan basically for this year? Because I've heard it's two days a week, and do you want to just kind of run through that real quick? Well, we're still up in the air. Right now it's looking like we're going to be at least at the high school level two days a week, probably split the classes into half, uh, have a Monday-Wednesday group and a Tuesday-Thursday group. Um, elementary still up in the air, what that looks like, we don't know for sure. Ms. Ms. Beerman and I are meeting today again, and we're going to talk to the school board next week and make some plans that way. Um, but as we all went through it last year, everyone distance learning two days a week is better than no days a week. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, and so getting them engaged, I think we're going to have, I don't think we're going to have an issue having student engagement because they're going to remember what it was like from mid-March until the end of, end of June, you know, when you're doing everything online. And, you know, at least we get two days a week in person. Yeah, so that was my next question. I'll just go ahead and read it because that kind of leads right into that. So I was going to ask how you try to actively get students to engage in school and encourage them to keep coming to school with the COVID-19 environment and all that. But I think that you're probably right that last year it was pretty easy for students just to go, oh, this isn't important. This isn't something I need to be doing with distance learning. But if you're there two days a week now, I mean, it does make a lot of sense. They're going to want to kind of stay up with it. That connection with teachers is huge, and I struggled that with one of my own sons last year. I have two, two boys, and one thrived on the distance model. He did great. The other one struggled with it. It's going to be huge for our teachers to have that connection at least two days a week, and I think having that connection will keep our students more engaged in what we're doing. Yeah, because we all know last year that not a lot of people were wanted to stay active with it. Yeah. Um, so. Do you think that that's going to reflect in attendance then? How do you think that's going to work? Because that was my other question. Is I think attendance is going to be tough because even, it'll help with two days yeah. a week, but still. Even when you're not in a pandemic, attendance is always top of mind, especially for rural schools, small schools, uh, communities in poverty. You know, attendance is always huge. Um, but I think people are going to have it fresh in their mind what it was like, and I think our attendance is going to be solid. I think parents want their students to be at school as much as they can, yeah. and they're going to do that. But obviously, we're going to be focusing on keeping everyone safe. And remember, if you are not feeling well, stay home. Yeah, because stay home. Yeah, cause if somebody gets sick, the whole thing right. can go down really yeah, fast. Can, you, you can take down the whole school really quick, and ha everyone's on quarantine, and it, it's a mess. But, but we'll also be better prepared for that if you have to stay home with a distance learning model that we're implementing you know, that we're working at, it'll be a lot easier to stay engaged from home yeah. than, it, than it normally is. So, you know, I, I think the attendance is going to be a factor, but I think we'll be fine. Yeah, another thing on that is I think last spring when a lot of parents weren't working, it wasn't as big of a deal to make their kids, you know, go to school. But now that they're working, it's going to be back to normal where they're not going to be wanting them home alone and things like that. Yep, I understand that. Yeah, so you talked a little bit about extracurriculars earlier. What's your opinions on that going on amidst all this? I want our students to have as many opportunities as they can, as they can have. And as long as it's safe, I believe strongly that we should have the extracurricular activities, things like sports, things like FFA. Um, 
as long as it is safe to do, we need to have that out there because we our, our kids need that sort of thing. They yeah. need the engagement. They need the opportunities that extracurriculars provide. And that's another big driver for attendance too. A lot of yes. kids come to school just for sports, even if, I mean, not just for sports, but it's a big driver because that's what's fun. But I, but I know that, and I've heard stories, you know, from my own family and my wife's family, that the only thing that got them through was FFA, was ag, was welding, was mechanics, not the academic side, you know, because not everybody's going to go and study algebra. That's a huge deal and, here, you know, yeah. You know, but that FFA piece is huge. And Mr. Waldron is well known around the state, even to non-FFA folks like me. You know, he, he, you know, some of the names come up. And, you know, we need those programs for our kids, especially out here where opportunities in the community are small because, well, we're a small community of, we're three small communities. And, yeah. you know, so we need to have those as long as it is safe. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Waldron, what? What do you think is going to happen with FFA, just saying, because, I mean, you told me that we kind of scheduled some things for this fall, but what do you think is going to happen there? Well, as I have told Mr. Williams, it's okay to say I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I really don't. I, do, I don't know what's going to happen. We do have our fall activities on the calendar, but the state FFA has already changed some dates. Uh, one big change is state soils. They moved that back to the end of October. It's going to be in burns, so we're going to be digging through a snow drift probably to get probably, to the pits. Yeah. But other than that, also they're saying you can only have one team, so you're going to be limited to four students at that event, which really hurts Northlake. Tough, because usually we have 15. We, yeah. And then so district, if you're only going to allow four kids per school at a state contest, we take 30 kids to district contests. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I... I wish I had more answers, but I don't. What the, the probably the toughest part of FFA and shop is you you can't really do that virtually, and it's it's antithesis of what I teach. So I don't know how we're going to do the program and get a quality education with distance learning. We'll do the best we can, but I just don't have a lot of answers. Yeah, and another thing on that is if we're going to divide people up into two days a week, isn't that going to be a factor if we're trying to keep people all together in the same groups? If, it, tra- if it, people it, interact together. Yeah, it will be a factor. And, you know, that's going to, you know, Mr. Waldron and I met with some other folks and we initially started to look at how we could split and it became a giant headache really quick. That's going to be the biggest thing is how do we split these groups and what does two days a week, you know, on site look like for each student? Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't know those answers yet. Ms. Bierman and I and the school board and, you know, we're, we're working on this to have a plan in place as much as we can. But frankly, we're going to get to the beginning of the year. There's going to be some things up in the air that we just don't know, and we're going to have to adjust things. Yeah. One, uh, one thing I can tell you is if we do not have a district soils or a state soils, which is very possible, but we, we will do everything we can to do our own soils contest yes. like we always do. And I have told the state that I am very interested in going to Oklahoma City and that if – if we are able to travel come spring and things get back to normal, I would still like to take that trip. And I know that you're that you're thinking about that because you're angry that we didn't place last year, so we could have gone yes. this. Year. But it wouldn't have worked anyway. Yeah. But we're going to have to practice a lot more and get better, and hopefully that whether we go to a state contest or not, that we will get the uh, go ahead to go to Oklahoma City next spring. Yeah. Well, back to kind of the whole 
kids motivated to go to school. Like personally, it sucked last year when everything got shut down because you know I was looking forward to leadership camp, looking forward to shop skills, looking forward to even state convention. That was the first thing to be on the chopping block. And I mean, it's it's definitely tough. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I agree. And I can, t as I have told students, uh, it was tough for students, tough for parents. And I'm telling you, it it was tough for me. It was a awful spring. It was very, uh, it was devastating. Yeah. It was devastating for all of us. And yeah. every time we had a FFA event that would come and go and we weren't participating, it, it just hurt. Yeah. I mean, it hurt bad. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's probably just as bad as, you know, not going, even if it was scheduled. Yeah. And the other thing is I spent more time and energy doing a banquet that we didn't even put on that we did on yeah. virtual. That, that was more work and more energy than just having the darn banquet. Yeah. Did you watch any of that, Mr. Williams? I, I watched a couple of clips of it on the Facebook page, yeah. on the Olympic FFA Facebook page. And it's not ideal, especially when you're dealing with the FFA, is so much of it is interpersonal skills and... You know, you know, that get-together piece, that, that's hard to do, and it's hard to have that connection remotely. Yeah. And, you know, for everybody, it was, it was a struggle this year. And, you know, we talked about, okay, so are we going to do a virtual shop skills? And the answer is no. No way. <laughs> you don't do virtual shop skills. You don't do distance learning shops. It's the same with tractor driving soils. We're not going to try to do that virtual because that is an all-hands-on, in-person. You need equipment. You don't do that on a computer. Yeah. But um, so I think that kind of covers a lot of bases. This is a really tough question. Honestly, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. So even if it is a state decision, not local or county, what are your thoughts on you know dividing students into group and social distancing, even though uh, the virus doesn't affect kids as much? It's more of a worry for teachers. Well, we're going to do, as a public entity and public servants, we're, we're at the will of the state and the community. We're going to follow all community guidelines. And yeah, it doesn't affect the young people as much. But remember, you know, and I have to remember this as well, that, yeah, the student might get over it real quick. You know, I, uh, my, my youngest son has an immune system like no other. I mean, he never gets sick ever. And, you know, it, it is that. But... Remember, our families might have parents, grandparents, extended family who have compromised immune systems. Yep. And they come here, they, get, they, may, they come to school, and they bring something home to somebody. And that's where the problem lies. It's not just about the, the school itself. Because, like we said, we are the center of the community. We're the center of three communities here. And, you know, the tendrils can extend pretty deep. And so we just want everybody to be as safe as possible. I, I'm not crazy about splitting into cohorts and having two days a week, but I'd rather have two days a week with each group than, than no days a week than online. Yeah. And we're going to keep it as safe as we can. We're going to follow all the state guidelines and protocols for cleaning. We've got you know, a lot of supplies on hand. We're ordering more. We're going to make this as safe as place as possible, following all of our guidelines, and, and try and because the important thing is for our kids to get home safe and then to be safe at home and be safe at school. Yeah. And, and it's just all about the safety thing. Because I think a lot of the worry last spring for shutting down was that, you know, that schools would be in session. And even if it wasn't, we didn't know it as much now as we did then. But even if it wasn't going to hurt young people as much, we didn't want a breeding ground in a school to go home and then affect grandparents right. and extended family. So that, yeah, that's that's going to be tough. The point that I made to Mr. Waldron, I think, what was it, a month ago? I, I mean... 
the sheer logistical challenge of working at a schedule for one group of students is pretty tough, just trying to figure out how to get, you know, an even amount, a somewhat even amount in each classroom. But just trying to put uh, two groups alone would be tough. And then you add on top of that, trying to put extracurriculars together and trying to put people who are in contact out of school together. That's, it's going to be a challenge. But, um, so I think, do you have any other comments on that? On kind of just plans in general? No, we're, we're still working on it. Um, we have another meeting, a virtual meeting today with uh, the state, uh, Oregon Department of Education and COSA, Federation of Oregon School Administrators and Oregon School Board Association. They're having a big virtual meeting today to talk about more guidance and what things look like. And, you know, we're gonna do what we are expected to do by the state and and county governments. Yeah. It's just it's what we have to do. Yeah, there is a new, it's is it a new set of guidelines coming out today or is it? Um, there'll be some new stuff. There'll be some revisions. Yeah. And you know they have they'll have one more after this supposed to come out in mid August. You know I I don't know what they're going to say today. I, I'm curious as to what they've kept it pretty close to the vest. And I'll also be curious if OSAA takes part in this as well and introduces anything because that's getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of questions back you know over on the west side when I go home and over on the east side over here people are asking well, what about sports what about this what about like well we're waiting for OSAA and OSAA is waiting for ODE yeah so I think we're going to get some guidance today and hopefully it won't be too much different than what we planned for yeah. already. Well, Mr. Walder and I, we were at a uh, sale committee meeting last night for our fair, and that was a pretty big topic is, you know, how do you plan for something when you don't know what to plan for? Because the, the goalposts are always changing, it seems like. Yep. Yeah. So I think that pretty much wraps up our interview. Uh, Mr. Waldron, do you have any other comments? Only uh, thanks for getting back on and doing this, Justin. And we hope that we will do another podcast specifically about fair and some announcements. But if you have questions, uh, give me a call. We are uh, we are working on. There's going to be a there will be a virtual auction. I know that uh, the buyers up at the North End are looking to. They want to help out students, and we're still working on getting buyers lined up. But give me a call if you have questions, and look for that podcast next week on some spe- some specifics of what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So yeah, that one will be a lot more in depth. Uh, so the last thing, little thing I want to talk about here before we get going is kind of just our message and the podcast program moving forward. Uh, we did take a break and it was a pretty long break. Um, so we don't want to really do that again, just because, you know, this is fun and we want to keep doing it, but more specifically our message. So I did a podcast last week and it was called on life changing. And I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it and just kind of look out for more of that content, I guess. But I think that pretty much wraps it up. So you've been listening to the Cowboy Talk podcast. I've been your host, Justin Sharp, joined by co-host Chad Waldron. Thank you to Mr. Williams for being on the podcast, and we look forward to a coming school year with you. Talk to you next time. Stay safe. Thanks for listening.